0: Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation.
1: And welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio, and this special edition of Shouts of Grace. It is both our twentieth episode, mm. which is really cool, Pastor Steve. Very cool. We made it twenty times, twenty weeks. That's just getting started, really. <laughs> because the other thing, that <laughs> hopefully, <we're> gonna, yeah, <laughs> the other thing that makes this episode special is that uh, you may have already heard, and we've all heard that uh, Reverend Billy Graham has gone home. Mm. You know, we we say he's passed away, we say he's died, but the reality is, and he said it too, you know, when you hear the announcement that I've died. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. I'm more alive than I've ever been. I've just changed my address. That's right. (laughs) That's right. And what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about leaving a legacy. And as we talk about Billy Graham, we pray that it encourages you to consider the legacy that you're leaving with your life, because Billy Graham is one of those rare men of God, rare... Uh, you know, followers of Christ, who has the notoriety of a rock star, you know, right. the notoriety of uh, of an actor, uh, the notoriety of, you know, head of state, even his casket is going to be, you know, displayed there at the National capital, you That's know, right. the, in Washington, D.C. And so you see a man whose life made such a difference and impacted so many people, and we would say he definitely left a legacy. And I think we might even say, you know, I, I could never, I can never leave a legacy. I'm not a Billy Graham, I'm not a, you know, his wife, Ruth Bell Graham, I'm, you know, I'm not a Mother Teresa, I'm not a Charles Spurgeon, you know, there's all these these people who did so much for the cause of Christ, or they did so much to make a difference in the lives of people in order to communicate and demonstrate the love and the good news of Christ. And we kind of look at those things and we say, well, not us. Well, you know, we may never be known nationally or internationally, but it doesn't mean that we can't leave a legacy. So I want to talk today about that. And then just uh, considering uh, Billy Graham and just the legacy that he left, I remember being a teenager and listening to radio broadcasts of some of his old crusades and then rediscovering them in my 20s on uh, satellite TV. There was a Christian channel that every uh, Saturday, it was Saturday night or Sunday night would play several of his crusade messages um, Mm. in a row. And it was really interesting to watch and listen to him at a very young age, and he was just lit up. I mean, he was on fire, passionate. Um, you know, he was definitely influenced uh, by like Billy Sunday. You know, Billy Sunday was a former baseball player who became a, a preacher. and And interestingly enough, Billy Graham wanted to be a baseball player. and And when he committed his life to Christ at sixteen years old, he really lost, um, that sense of, of a consuming drive for anything but the gospel and, and, and really the gospel is what mattered. But I just remember watching that preaching and just saying, wow, if, if only Mm. I could have that kind of a fire for the sake of the gospel. And, and then to watch some of his later years, you know, Billy Graham would preach his last crusade was in 2005 and he would preach. And the thing about Billy is that he was consistent like the message was the same. You know, he he was definitely more mellow, definitely a little softer spoken, but you could see the passion and the fire in his eyes and the message was exactly the same. And uh on his obituary, I just want to read this to you. It says here, born November 7th, 1918, 4 days before the armistice ended World War I. William Franklin Billy Graham Jr. grew up during the depression and developed a work ethic that would carry him through decades of ministry on six continents. I have one message that Jesus Christ came, he died on a cross, he rose again, and he asked us to repent of our sins and receive him by faith as Lord and Savior. And if we do, we have forgiveness of all of our sins, said Graham in his final crusade in June 2005 at Flushing Meadows Corona Park in New York. Hmm. He had one message. It was the simple message hmm. of the gospel, and his legacy is that there are men and women in the kingdom there are heads of state, there are famous personalities that all heard the simple gospel message that no matter what your status in life is, there is a heaven, and there is one way to get there and that's through jesus christ yeah. and 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 that simple first step is to believe in him that's right keith i had a, I had the privilege um right before when
2: I was in California um to be a part of a church that when Billy Graham came to the Rose Bowl in Pasadena mm. and gave that, um, <clears throat> I, had a, I had the privilege of being on that that church's board to to really help pull that off on the on the music end of it. And so when I was there, you're you're a hundred percent right. Listening to him, when he was older, he was helped out, you know. But I'll tell you, you know, Scripture says Jesus said that if I be lifted up, I will draw mm. all men to myself. I I, I watched a hundred thousand people fill a stadium, and I watched a man give a message you know you 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 and I were talking earlier you know today there's a lot of flamboyancy there's a lot of bells and whistles and right. and preachers and looking a certain way and looking a certain style and and there's certainly nothing wrong with that i mean that that's up to them but you know the lights the bells the whistles all this stuff that that creates this you know spiritual aura if you will where you're just like oh wow look at this god's in this here's an elderly gentleman that has helped out to a podium he delivers a 15 minute message in 5000 people come forward and give their lives in a profession of faith, and I was blown away. You know, when Scripture says that God has given gifts to men, and He's given some to be evangelists, the, the gift of evangelism that was in this guy was seen in that, you know, in, in in I guess if you were to critique it, if modern if, if if modern scholars were to critique the message, they might look at it and go, well, you know, it was okay, but it wasn't nothing. But it was right. filled with the Spirit of God mm. and moved upon the heart of the creation of God, and people responded, and and that was his entire life, you know. And and, and I'll tell you what I what I love, you know, um Second Timothy four seven, when Paul comes to the end of his life, he says I have fought the good fight, right right? I have finished the race and and I 'll tell you, you know I don't know when that's going to be for you or going to be for me, but but to be able to 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 go and to sit side by side in the kingdom of God mm. with a man like this who has impacted hundreds and thousands, perhaps even millions, right, just because he was a conduit for the Spirit of God to move through. Man, you know, I just, I almost feel like I just want to, br- you know, want to brush up against him. Just, right. just give me a fraction of what you, you know, of, of what you had, you know. So, what a testimony to the faithfulness of God.
1: Yeah. And even on social media, as, you know, understandably, so many people share some sort of a connection with uh, Billy Graham. You see many people, you know, just, they're sitting with them, they're, they're talking about, something he said to them, you know, at a, at a low point in their life, quite a few different pictures of Johnny Cash. You know, Johnny Cash yeah. actually performed at quite a few of his crusades, you know, singing gospel songs. And, you know, you just, you start to look, you know, and I would encourage people to go to BillyGraham.org, and, and there's a memorial site there where you can look through this photo album of just presidents and personalities and people we would recognize in history that they considered Billy Graham someone who was safe, yeah. someone who they could trust presidents and 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 Muhammad Ali and 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 Johnny Cash and and just the list goes on and on of all these people and and that connection point with someone that made that person feel like they were known they were loved they were valued and you know that is that is one of those things that the gospel does you know Jesus came and he made the woman at the well someone that we talk about you know he made so many different people that history would never know of. You know, he made them significant, and it That's wasn't. Right. It wasn't that hey, come to Christ and then you'll become famous. That's not what we're saying here. It's where we don't feel like our life has value. The gospel, the entrance of the gospel, brings that value. And the and the word gospel is good news. And when you look through this photo album, I, I can't help but uh, be reminded of uh, Proverbs chapter twenty two verse twenty nine. It says, "Do you see a man skillful?" In his work, he will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. You know, and Billy Graham, even as his obituary, says, you know, he's a hardworking person, and he applied that to the ministry of the gospel. You know, Pastor Steve, we were talking about this before um, we started the program today. You were mentioning how there was a standard of living. Like, he really mm. took that scripture to heart about paying attention to his doctrine. Mm. Like, we think of doctrine typically as something we speak, right? We teach. But your doctrine is is really your way of life. That's right, right? It is it is the ethic by which we live our life, and he lived a unique ethic uh, when it came to to being a believer with that public notoriety and public re- recognition.
2: That's right. Yeah, I was I was forget where I was, but um, I was talking to someone um, <clears throat> who was acquainted with him and, and his travel um, tendencies, and he was saying how how what Billy was outwardly you could see. Him privately, and one of the mm. ways that that was portrayed was um, that whenever he would travel, he would not travel alone. And also, when he would travel, um, prior to arriving someplace, if he were staying at a hotel or something, he would ask them to have the TV removed because he just didn't want to be bogged down with the things of the world. Wow. Now, you know, you, you you hear stuff like that, and nobody's nobody's saying, you know, if you're a pastor and you're traveling, you got to take your TV out. But but this goes to the core of what this guy's belief was. He really was about centering his attention on the Lord, right. you know, Colossians three, one, if you be risen in Christ, set your affections on the things which are above not on the things of this world. And so you could see that in his private life as well. And you, you know, you had mentioned something, you know, where, you know, Billy Graham found favor with, with presidents, with leaders, right. you know, and, and there's something about um, there's something about the, the spiritual impression when a man of God touches a king, like I think of I think of King Hezekiah, like in one of his darkest hours, in one of the times where he was he was really being tested more than ever, and he had he had really, you know, these Syrians on the outside of the gates ready to stomp on him, throwing, you know, you know, airplane notes over, you're dead, you know, over the wall. And he calls for Isaiah the prophet and and Isaiah comes and stands next to him or kneels next to him and 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 so you you have this king who has this spiritual confidant you know and and it's just a what a what a great testimony right of of the days of the United States when man they would call on a on a man of god to come right. in and give them counsel of what they should do or what's right or what's wrong what's what's God's insight into this and to and to be that man wow
1: what a what a what an incredible privilege yeah, and Billy Graham has received a share of criticism for that because so many people would say well you know as as a as a preacher of the gospel, as a Christian, how could you condone you know this particular political viewpoint or this political president or or you know governmental figure who represents these kind of things?" And and when they would ask him, you know, what party are you? He would say things like, "Well, you know, I'm I'm neither right wing or left wing. I want the whole bird." You know, right. it was it, it had everything to do with my my message is the gospel, and the gospel is for every person. And just because I accept an invitation to open an inauguration ceremony, or That's just right. because I'm meeting with a communist leader, you know, it does not mean I'm endorsing that. That's right. You know, he met with one of the previous. Um, North Korean dictators. I mean, just you know, terrible communist uh, environments for the people in, of North Korea, and just I mean, terrible persecution for the church and all that. And the door was open for the first preacher, Christian preacher, to come to North Korea, and he gave. Um, I think it was uh, uh, Kim Kim Il Sung, uh, one of those guys. <laughs> uh, forgive me for well, don't forgive me anyway. <laughs> but he gave him a Bible. And you think about that. You think about, here is a man who's, who could have been, like so many people have been, what would have prevented them from, from locking up Billy Graham? Yeah, you know? yeah. And yet God gave him an open door, and he came and he brought the Bible, and his message was the same. Jesus Christ, him crucified, and people need to repent and to believe. And, and that is definitely a legacy um, that you can't dispute.
0: You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Rodkey. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airways with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation.
1: So continuing our conversation about Billy Graham and just the legacy that he has left, as many of you have uh, probably heard already, you know, uh, Pastor Reverend Billy Graham is in the presence of the Lord. 99 years, almost 100 years from, from 1918 until 2018. He would have been 100 in November, I believe. And, and uh, of course, he's going to be missed. He was definitely loved. But as he said, You know, when you hear about my death, you know, I've just changed addresses. You know, I'm in heaven. And that was his message is that there's only one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus. And the way to Jesus, the way to receive what Jesus has come to give us is simply to believe and to receive that for ourselves. You know, one of the things that was very important to Billy Graham was the fact that the gospel was for all people. In his obituary, it says, preaching in uh, Johannesburg, South Africa in 1973, Graham said, Christ belongs to all people. He belongs to the whole world. I reject any creed based on hate. Christianity is not a white man's religion, and don't let anybody ever tell you that it's white or black. He was speaking at the first um, you know, mixed uh, ethnicity rally of that size in South African history. That's right. I mean, it was over 100,000 people were at this event that Billy Graham... Uh, Integration w- was not popular at the it time. It wasn't. And it wasn't popular in the United States <laughs> exactly. 20 years before that. And and Billy Graham was an advocate for desegregation, uh, for, for equal civil rights, uh, for everyone, no matter what their skin color was. And it says, you know, he spoke uh, to people of all ethnicities, creeds, and backgrounds. Early in his career, he denounced racism when desegregation was not popular. Before the U.S. Supreme Court banned discrimination on racial basis, Graham held desegregated crusades even in the Deep South. He would decline invitations to speak in South Africa for twenty years, choosing instead to wait until the meetings could be integrated. Integration occurred in nineteen seventy-three, and only then did he make the trip. He was meeting the first president he met with uh, as, um, you know, just as a as a preacher, as an evangelist, was with um, Eisenhower and their meetings and their conversations were about how do we um you know make desegregation uh, a reality in our country and how do we uh, advocate together for civil rights um he spoke often with and 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 did some cooperation with Martin Luther King um he spoke at prayer breakfast for John F Kennedy and and he, he tends to be kind of a forgotten component to the whole civil rights movement, but the people who were there, they, they did not forget. And they saw, you know, even through these crusades, you know, to, not, to, to turn down an invitation to South Africa every year for mm. 20 years until they allowed for um, an integrated group. I mean, that, that speaks of the power of the gospel. I think of, of Paul, when he says that the gospel is not for the Jew, it's not for the Greek, it's for all people. You know? Right. It, it's in Christ, there is no distinction so you know, right. we come to Christ, and now we are, uh, we are all of equal value.
2: That's right. you know you had mentioned something earlier that I think is, I think is, is pretty important. Um, you know when when Jesus stood before Pilate, Jesus said something to him, he said, "My kingdom is not of this world." Hmm. The, the reality, Keith is, you and I live." In a world where we're always we're, we're always being asked to take sides, whether it's That's political right. sides or this side or that side, you know, and and, and there's things we might be passionate about, conservative matters, the that, that there might be social matters. Let's take sides. One of the things that Billy Graham I think just exemplified was this idea. God's kingdom is not of this world right. in that sense. So I'm going to keep it basic. And and and, and that was offensive to a lot of people. Because yeah, a lot of people Even Christians. Exactly. Some some Christians viewed him as a universalist. Some Christians viewed him as, well, he's he's kind of compromised. You know, he's what what does he believe in this? And here's the thing: the message of faith, it crossed every cultural boundary. Right. It crossed every racial boundary. And that is why I think I believe this man was as successful as he was, he just really brought the love of Christ and the need to repent of your sins and turn your life over to God. And then really what he did, Keith, is he left the discipling up to the church. That's right. You know, he preached the message, he, he caught the fish, and he let the church clean them. Yes. And, and, and I think that is just a profound philosophy of ministry.
1: Yeah. And in the last couple of minutes we have here today on this broadcast— uh, I, I want to consider just the way that we have been sent uh, to preach. And and just as Billy Graham, his legacy is that he preached Jesus. That was his legacy, is that no matter who he was with, no matter what the context was, whether it was a large crowd or, or one person, whether you were a head of state or somebody insignificant, his message was the same. He preached the gospel. And it began with Jesus in Luke chapter 4, verse 43. Jesus said to them, I must preach the good news, that is the gospel, of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well, for I was sent for this purpose. Jesus himself, Savior of the world, he was sent by God to be the evangelist to bring people to a place of reconciliation with God. We see this carried on. In the book of Acts, when Peter is speaking to those uh, who had come from Cornelius, and he opens his mouth and he begins to, to preach about Jesus and kind of gives a historical background. But starting in verse 42, he says, "...and he, Jesus, commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be the judge of the living and the dead." To him, Jesus, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sin through his name. Like this, it is, Jesus is the preeminent evangelist. That's right. And the prophets before Jesus and now the apostles after Jesus, they have one message, the same message, the message of Billy Graham, the message of Pastor Steve Pearson, Pastor Keith Radke, the message of those listening right now to, to Shouts of Grace Radio, what you are hearing is the consistency that there is one way That's to right. have a relationship with God. And that is, and, and the way that people hear that is by preaching. That's right, Keith. And I'll tell
2: you what. Here's the thing. Humanity is broken. Yes. Sin has busted the creation mm. without question. And so it's not, it doesn't take a lot for us to look out and find the frailty of of humanity, to see the problems in right. marriages and divorces, to see the problems with abuse, to see the problems— with with crime to see the problems with abortion to see right. the problems with all of these social issues that we're having and and the tendency will be for the church hey jump on and focus on these things because these things if we could just rally together and have a have a have a political answer for right. for abortion or have a political answer for all these things that are happening then we can really and and I'm telling you Billy Graham he hit it on point his grid was on point He realized that the answer to these problems was not go after each one of them to convince people they're wrong, but change the heart that is what's culpable for these things. And how do you do that? You preach the gospel. And what was this message? The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 3, I deliver to you as of first importance what I received— That Christ died for our sins according with the Scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. And what Paul passed on to those he discipled who passed on, someone passed it on to Billy Graham, and he gave that gospel message. And I'll tell you this one last thing, Keith. Billy Graham said this, Heaven is full of answers for which nobody ever bothered to ask. Hmm. So now this brother is in the presence of the Lord, and as great a man as he was, and yes. if all the questions he had, he doesn't have to answer, doesn't have to ask one of them, because That's they're right. all answered.
1: That's right. You know, it is amazing to me as a believer to see the difference on how people approach death. If you know Christ, and if you are assured that your salvation and your eternity hinges on the gospel, that, that it is all about what Jesus has done and about nothing you can do, then your death is a celebration. Yes, there are tears, right. and yes, there's a sense of you know what we've lost in, for the moment, but what we have to look forward to, the hope that we have, is beyond anything we could ever describe. And so many times a funeral is called a celebration. We're going right. to have a celebration of life, right? But for those who don't know, for those who don't have hope— Here is the hope. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's right. That was the message of Billy Graham. That's the message of Jesus. And if you are a believer, you have been sent to preach. You have been sent to tell your friends, family, neighbors about Jesus Christ. And if you're listening to this right now and you've never accepted Jesus Christ, it is as simple as calling on his name, repenting of your sin, and saying, Lord Jesus, come into my life, make me a new person, and I will follow you for the rest of my life and he's ready. He's available. And if there's any way we could help you with that, visit us at shoutsofgraceradio.com. Pastor Steve, it's been good to be together today. It's been good. And uh, we look forward to being together again with you next time.
0: Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. That's ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.